0: We'd like to take a moment to tell you about our sponsor, Anchor.
1: Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer.
0: Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast and many more.
1: You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership.
0: It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place.
1: So download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Now, let's get to the show.
0: Yeah, actually, you know, my mom once said to me, this is the saddest thing I've ever heard. My mom once said that my nicest features were my hands.
1: <laughs> when they're in gloves. <laughs> when they're
0: in gloves. <laughs> in fact, she was just complimenting your gloves. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I love your gloves. Where did you get them? My name is Grace Mulvey. I'm a comedian, human woman and lifelong fad dieter. From the moment I walked out of my mother's womb, I've been on a diet. That's 31 years of no carbs, no sugar, and no crack. It's time to say enough already. Now I'm not saying I'm a nirvana of self-love and acceptance, by the way, but I am saying that I'm no longer willing to spend all of my time, money, and energy on fad diets.
1: And I'm Connor Dowling, writer, filmmaker, and world-class warrior. Years of fitness models, crotch fiends, and get-thing-quick schemes have melted my brain and left me overweight and unimpressed. I've wasted years of my life obsessed with what I eat and how I look, so now I finally know what's making me feel like crap all these years. Fan diets.
0: We are not health experts. I repeat, we are not health experts. We are just here to talk about and laugh at our experiences of bullshit diets.
1: Disclaimer, please, whatever you do, don't hurt yourself with any of these crazy weight loss topics we discuss in this show. This podcast won't make you thin, but it might make you laugh. Welcome to Fat Camp.
0: Uh, can I ask you a quick question? How many yeah. times have you done intermittent fasting? Have you done a lot? Like, when did you do it? Just before we get into exactly what, it, what it's about.
1: I'd say I only became aware of interfi- intermittent fasting in the past kind of two or three years. Um, and I've probably stopped and started it intermittently surprisingly um oh. maybe two or three times i'd say and there okay. was a couple of kind of standout moments where i did it and then there were times where i just said oh i think i might give that a try and then it kind of didn't really happen yeah. um but i suppose i'll just tell you a bit you and the listeners about about what it's about before we uh get into our own experiences so intermittent fasting or if for short which is a catchy little abbreviation there is exactly what it sounds like. You eat and then fast for a period of time before you eat again. It's not a diet, but a pattern of eating that mimics how humans ate back in the olden times when we didn't have access to 24-hour food and life was so much simpler.
0: (laughs) So much simpler. (laughs) Oh, before 2020. So much simpler. (laughs)
1: This minimal access to food was essential for our survival because hunter-gatherers sometimes couldn't find food for days at a time. Our bodies adapted to thrive in this cycle of fasting and eating. It's touted to cure a wide variety of health issues, improve lifespan and wait for it, help you lose weight while also improving mental clarity, focus, metabolism and give you better sleep cycles. So pretty much does everything.
0: The claim behind it is that when we eat frequently, we can't burn body fat. After eating, carbohydrates are digested into sugars, which trigger the release of insulin. This insulin in the bloodstream also blocks fat cells from releasing fat. Once all food is digested, insulin levels go back down and we burn fat once more. However, if we snack in between meals or eat meals frequently, our bodies have a constant stream of insulin, which we simply cannot burn fat for energy if we're constantly eating.
1: So what sort of fasts are people doing? Eating nothing at all would be crazy, I'm sure we'd all agree. We do know that humans can typically last about three weeks without food before dying and about only three to four days without water. Fasts are so popular at the moment though, and we don't have time to go through all of them. But here are a selection of some of the most popular fasts I've come across and they range in how extreme they are.
0: Okay, there's OMAD, which is eating only one meal a day.
1: OMAD, love it. There's OMAD. Oh, mad. <laughs> so mad. Oh I,
0: oh, I got mad. I get <laughs> mad after eating only one meal a day.
1: There's sixteen eight, also known as intermittent fasting, where in a 24-hour period, you fast for 16 hours and eat only within an eight-hour window. The window can be adjusted based on how hardcore you want to go. But sixteen eight is the catchy version that most people are familiar with. OK,
0: then there's eat, stop, eat which is eat normally for two days, then fast for a full day, then back to eating for a day, then fast again, like et cetera, eat, et cetera.
1: Eat, stop, eat, and just until you lose your mind. Uh, yes. then, <laughs> eat, stop, eat is
0: just how I live my life.
1: Yeah, Isn't that, isn't that what we all do? <laughs> that's, uh, I
0: wake up and I'm like, eat, then do whatever I need to do, eat and again. Then stop and then yeah. stop
1: for a very brief period and then repeat the cycle <laughs> again. Uh, then there's my favourite, which is the water fast. What do you think a water fast is, Grace?
0: Okay, so without like looking at any information, I would imagine yeah. a water fast is either just drinking water for an extended period of time or not drinking any water for the three <laughs> days before you die. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's that's the extreme version.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, which way am I going here? Are these just like people who, I don't know. I know that like, just a, like a little fact, you know, like say Hugh Jackman before, um, yes. for Les Miserables, which mm. I definitely am pronouncing correctly. Jean-Paul Jean Valjean. Um, Jean Valjean. Um, he like didn't drink water for, I think about two days or a day he and didn't a half. He did drink water. Before um, a scene where he had to look, obviously like a, pri- a man who's been in prison for 18 years okay. in 18th century France. And he was... And also a lot of, I think, bodybuilders do the same thing because then it makes their muscles more pronounced because all the water has gone out of their body.
1: They got it. They're trying to cut the weight. So they're just trying to cut a load of water weight, basically.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that you're just seeing like their muscle underneath.
1: Unobscured by that pesky life giving water.
0: Oh, I mean, who needs it apart from (laughs) everyone?
1: (laughs) I'm actually getting kind of thirsty just talking about this right now.
0: I have a bottle of water beside me and I'm literally oh, like,
1: oh, I'm the so word water fast
0: makes me, gives me a thirst to quench, you know?
1: Well, funnily enough, the water fasting that's really popular on the internet at the moment, it actually involves uh, treating yourself to a lot of water, but nothing else. So that's exactly what it sounds like. You eat nothing but water for as little as one day to as long as a week in some cases, Though, in 2016, former NASA scientist and FADCAMP all-star Ray Cronice undertook a 23-day medically supervised water fast and felt bleeding grand. If you go onto YouTube, there's a worrying trend of young people, fitness influencers, etc., who do these water fasts and post their results online. You know, uh, seven days water fasting, eight days on a, on a water cleanse. You know, cleanse is a big popular word with all of these things. Oh, Fuck. So you don't eat anything. 23
0: days.
1: Exactly. 23 there, days. There's an interview with Ray Kronos online where someone's saying to him, so you recently completed a 20 uh, day water fast. And he goes, well, it's actually 23 days because I'm still on the fast right now.
0: Oh. And he, he
1: looks so frail. He looks so like, you know, a gentle breeze would like... Cosmograph I can, All stroke. I'm
0: imagining is that he looks like a jellyfish. Like, I'm like you must have, you know, like you're like translucent. Like you must look like some sort of weird jellyfish angel. Do you know what I mean? Like where yeah. you have no longer any bones or muscle mass or anything like that.
1: You'd be really hydrated at least, I suppose. But... It's, it is. It's kind of playing on that whole idea of, you know, you can last three weeks without, uh, or three to four weeks without food, but only three to four days without water. So get that water in and you'll be grand. And I'm sure you're losing, you know, you're probably losing a lot of water weight, surprisingly, and you're probably losing bone mass and muscle mass and all that sort of thing. So you will, I'd say, lose weight on it.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, during a fast, you're allowed coffee, black tea, yum, yum, water, anything basically that doesn't spike insulin but the messaging around it is very unclear. Some people say during your eating window, you can eat whatever you want and the fast will counteract the junk food you binge on. And other experts will say the quality of the food you eat during the window is hi- highly important still.
1: Yeah, that's a thing that I think was the, one of the first kind of red flags for me. It's like some people will literally say, oh, you know, in that window, eat whatever you want and then just don't eat the rest of the time and it be totally fine. And other people will say, no, it's so important. You still have to have that kind of balanced diet or the high protein, low carb kind of thing. For me, if I ever did a fast and in that time was like, oh, cool, I'll have pizza, chips, ice cream, chocolate, whatever. It it was the only difference was you would just be miserable for the time that you're not eating and you would still be like putting on weight and stuff like that. So.
0: Well, it really promotes, I mean, even the fact that you use the word binge there, it really promotes the binge eating. You know what I mean? Like as in, and I've done it as well. So we'll talk about our experiences, obviously, in a bit. But like, I did it as well. And I just felt that like, it was just a, like a countdown. Literally, I'd be like, it was like, it was like Cinderella. Yeah. Like, but, oh, yeah. you know, like at midnight, I'm like, I'm turning into a pumpkin because I'm eating yeah. everything around me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going backwards. I feel like a beautiful princess now because I haven't eaten in like, whatever, 18 hours. But like, the moment you do get to eat, there's this weird sort of sense of, I don't know, like guilt or something. you you like There's panic. Yeah, exactly. A real panic to go do it.
1: Yeah, I've tried a few different methods of fasting in the past. And I've gone into fast knowing perfectly well that starving yourself is never a good idea. Even if you have yeah. issues around, especially if you have issues around food and weight. But to be fair, I think most drug addicts know it's probably not the best idea to jam a needle in their arm or do lines of baking soda yeah. like Kate Moss. So you're going <laughs> to just go, oh, I know this is bad for me, but like maybe I'll lose weight and Hugh Jackman says it's okay. So I think. And oh, listen, I'll, I would follow
0: Hugh Jackman into war. <laughs> you know I'm, what I mean? Like I, I mean, trust that man says. He's a
1: specimen. Like that's we're, that's yeah. not up for debate. Like, you know, it's it's just his methods. Um, so yeah, like, I mean, desperation, frustration and a combination of internet advertising and health and fitness gurus led me to believe that IF would change my life.
0: When you first did, when you first did like the first, I don't know, deciding to go into fasting, did you pick a particular one? Like, did you go, I'm going to try this one?
1: Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Because the first time I even heard about fasting was because of Hugh Jackman and he, uh, Yeah, yeah, because he, he was doing the sixteen-eight fasting and eating whatever he wanted in that eight-hour window. You know, he's Wolverine, he's the greatest showman, he's Jean Valjean, so like, if he's doing it, you know...
0: Yeah, you know, if Wolverine's wouldn't? doing it, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, the man's very mentally stable, that character, so why not? Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Follow him. <laughs> the,
1: the article that I read about it didn't mention, of course, the famous... Wolverine workout he also does in conjunction with intermittent fasting which is basically (laughs) 700 push-ups an hour every day for life you know so yeah eat whatever you want within an eight hour window but then train 24-7 in the gym to look like that you know so that's I think that's something that kind of just gets glossed over so you think okay I'll give it a try and I think what I found was that a good chunk of the fast happened while I was asleep You know, so for six to seven hours while you're asleep at night, which is normal. um, But that still left another eight or nine hours to go without food while you're awake, which usually meant skipping breakfast. So as not to be like ravenous at nighttime, you know, you skip breakfast and then I think maybe you start eating around lunchtime. You have some snacks, you have your dinner and then you cut off like, you know, whatever, six or seven in the evening. And then the fast begins again and so on until the end of time, Um, which It also kind of goes against every piece of nutrition advice prior to intermittent fasting that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. How many times have you heard that? It's like a slogan at this stage. But like the new nutrition advice um, through intermittent fasting is saying, oh, skip breakfast. Who needs breakfast? Skip breakfast. and But what I found when I skip breakfast, I was like, OK, I can skip breakfast. But by lunchtime, you're like, OK, so I guess I'll have breakfast and lunch at the same time. You know, it's yeah, like I'm having yeah. a lifetime of brunch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I found myself like this whole thing and so many people when they do intermittent fasting, definitely plan it around their sleep patterns. So the thing is, it's like you go, what's so funny about it as well as this wishing your life away thing where you go, yes. oh, great. For eight hours, I'll be out of action. So I won't have I'll to go to the misery. <laughs> the misery that is the fast. <laughs> so yes. if you're doing 16-8, right, Grant, eight hours gone. Now all I have to do is survive these other eight hours, which once again, this whole thing of like living your life, you shouldn't have to survive your every day. It should be an enjoy like. Life is going to be awful. Listen, I don't. In case anyone out there has had an absolutely perfect life, at some point it's going to be a bit of a shit show. But most of the time, it should be enjoyable. <laughs> like so, the fact that you have to go, oh, I just have to survive eight hours. And I, you know, when I get onto mine as well, I did the exact same thing where I skipped um, breakfast. And breakfast to me, by the way, I don't know why, but just in my family, everything obsessed with breakfast. We just love breakfast. My favorite meal of the day. So I used to get up and just be like, okay, all I have to do is make it to two o'clock. Like all I have to do is make it to two o'clock and then you'd be planning what you're getting. And like also as well, depending on what you had that day, you know, it kind of gets into your social life as well. Like you kind of have to plan it around like, oh, well, I have a dinner out. Well, then I'll just, you know what I mean? Even wait even further into the day so that I can actually enjoy a dinner out with my friends.
1: And that's the advice. That's the, oh, but what if I have a dinner out with friends? It's like, oh, well, here's the thing just start your fast later in the day. It's like, it's like, just, just uh, prolong the craziness that bit longer.
0: Yeah. And also, Connor, like, you know, not to give too much weight, but you are like as well a filmmaker. You'll be looking around a lot of equipment. That's a lot of equipment oh, yeah. to be looking around with no energy in you,
1: yeah. no
0: calories in you or anything to turn into energy. You know what I mean? I imagine you would at some point be getting very like, kind of woozy and stuff.
1: You'd be starving I mean and that's a big thing If you're you know If you're working on a film set Or any kind of shoot There's like usually Some sort of breakfast provided Now it's not like You know this American Craft services thing Where there's like a big table yeah. Full of every food imaginable But like you know They take care of you So when you show up And everyone's like Eating a breakfast roll Or even just like You know something as sinful As porridge and a banana And you're oh like God. You know You're like Those oh, I'll, I'll pass Have they not I'll... heard
0: of Les <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah uh, I'm trying to get cut Like my bro Hugh Jackman You know <laughs> Um yeah, so no, you're totally right. And and that goes that goes for kind of every line of work. You know, breakfast does kind of just like bookend or you know, start the day in that way and yeah, it just turns into a social outcast. And do you ever do you ever find Grace when you're the person on the diet and you're in a room full of people and you're the one going, Oh, I'll skip breakfast, I'll only drink water, I'll have the Diet Coke, I'll have the salad. And everyone else is like having breakfast, drinking regular Coke, eating yeah. like, you know, chips and pizza for lunch. And they're yeah. all thin.
0: <laughs> oh, they're yeah. All, they're all oh, thin. Yeah.
1: And you're like, but I'm the one who's like doing all this crazy shit. How come nothing's happening for me?
0: Completely. I, it's so funny the amount of times, particularly I remember birthday parties were a massive one for me, particularly when I was like, you know, in my teens. Oh, God, God, Jesus Christ, fucking <laughs> tragic. Me with a... Heavy mustache and a gap jumper going to these birthday parties. And like, I would always be on the diet. So I'd be like, no, like, I have my points saved now. And the girls would be just gorging. Going to town. Crisps and chocolate. And I'd be there with my sad little Diet Coke and dust bag of Weight Watcher, whatever I was on at the time, of crisps. And like, I was always starving. I just remember starving and being like, how is it that I am big or like a larger person? And these girls are smaller. And like, the thing is, you know, a lot of people now, like, it's funny. I'm not going to lie, it's a bit of a Revenge of the sit situation we're coming up with now. Like, people are hitting their 30s, and I'm starting to see friends who never had to think about it suddenly oh, be like, oh, I'm actually having to think about my. What eating are their habits names? Huh?
1: What are their names?
0: Oh, bitch, I'm about to call out some people here tonight. <laughs> Imagine I just like, you just hear me unravel some paper and I'm like, oh, there's some, there's some, there's some bitches yeah. out there I'm about to call out. Um, we are going to
1: link to their social media profiles in the show Yeah.
0: They're getting tagged in this episode. No, um, but you know what I mean? Like just a lot of 100%. people in their teens didn't have to think about this. And if if any, any person out there has experienced any sort of like weight as a child or teenager, they did. They just tend to have bodies that put on weight It's probably some sort
1: of metabolism issue that, you know, we're not 100% up to the science on.
0: Listen, to be honest with you, I find the medical, the medical industry just definitely has not done a lot of research on long term um, weight, just weight gain, whether it's from children or teenagers, but also like about their genetics. There just hasn't been enough into it. The reason being is because, you know, one of the reasons is it's much easier to just go like, oh, just... You just need to change your eating habits. And also that means the diet industry gets more money. You know, like all of these things, even like women's reproductive health has not been looked into enough if the money's not there to do it. If there's more money in a diet industry, that's what they're going to do. And that's what they're going to lean towards. And also... I'm not going to blame doctors but if the research isn't there they're just going to go yeah every time they see a big person they're just going to go yeah you need to lose weight that's move what more our health problems less. are coming from yeah move more and so, eat less
1: and even if you are going to the doctor with a woman's reproductive health issue they're going to tell you to lose weight you know what I mean oh, like, yeah. it's just, it's oh, just yeah. the one size fits all for or one size doesn't fit all for any kind of health problem um so just to finish on a couple of my experiences with the fasting as well, and I'm sure you can relate to a lot of this as well. We we're talking about 16-8 and, you know, I just found that I would get so worried and hungry by the end of those eight hours that I would just wolf down whatever food I could to keep yes. me full for the next 16 hours. So like, yeah. you know, I think you said like, you know, look, you're practically looking at your watch and, you know, eating yeah. dinner. And I think there is an app that can tell you, you know, um you can set your your interval or your 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 window where you're going to eat and like i said you can make that 8 hours where you're going to eat right. or 7 hours or 6 or so on and i think i lasted a couple of days of that i felt like crap i quit zero results just felt like shit and you know what i probably put on weight after doing it but <sighs> yeah. then shame on me a few months later after the scars faded for some reason i thought bet i could probably do a one day water fast oh! <laughs>
0: What is it about this weirdly abusive relationship we have with fat diets where we're like, it's like you just go through it and you're like, you know what? I actually think I gave up on them too fast.
1: <laughs> Never again. No, but maybe.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like childbirth, I think. And I haven't gone through it. But from what I've heard, <laughs> yes. women are like, yeah, they're like, the pain they fades. go, oh, it was a horrendous amount of pain. But then afterwards, you're like, maybe I'll just do it again.
1: Yeah. Um, maybe it won't yeah. be so bad this time, and then it's worse the second time. And for me, my uh, ch- very similar experience to childbirth: water fasting for one day. Um, <laughs> that was crazy because, yeah, it was probably a, you know after a situation where I was maybe binge eating or been on a holiday, maybe put on a few pounds after Christmas. One of those situations,
0: yeah.
1: And I said, and I and I was watching these bloody youtubers you know these targeted ads going like water fasting is the new like fucking panacea for all that's wrong with you so i tried it and i swear to god by like the afternoon and i don't know if this is like a placebo thing knowing that there's no food coming in i was like weak you know like if someone had told me oh you can eat in like half an hour or an hour i probably would have been fine but knowing that there was no food coming in my body just started like you know giving up on me and i was like weak (laughs) and trembling and like dizzy and tired and i remember lying on the couch and i was online watching this like really buff handsome dude telling me about like how good it is to do a water fast and there's a drink a special drink you can drink to keep you going of
0: course there is yeah
1: and grace do you want to know what's in that drink Oh my it's, it's, a, it's a cocktail of things that will um that won't spike your insulin so that you can drink them while you're on a fast, right? So it's a it's a glass it's of it water. It's
0: better than water. You're telling me it's better than water. Is that how it's more that's intense that's what the than the name water. of the drink is better than water? Than- <laughs> it,
1: <should> be. <laughs> it is a glass of water with some Apple cider vinegar Which I think I've probably <gasps> said In every one of our episodes so far Apple
0: cider vinegar One of the I feel like vinegar. we should make it a, Like noise Ding 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 Apple cider vinegar Here it comes <laughs> again Yeah
1: A spoon of cinnamon oh. A spoon of cayenne pepper
0: Oh for fuck's sake
1: And if you're If you're really prepared and fancy Some ice Ooh Which is also just frozen water For anyone who doesn't know <laughs>
0: Ice you're speaking of, yeah.
1: So you're drinking, it's like in a pint glass, you know, and you're drinking this concoction of nastiness that is like something you could probably clean the house with, to be perfectly honest. And if you, if you put in too much apple cider vinegar, you will strip the enamel, enamel away from your teeth. Because it's it's you know it's it's an acidic drink and it's you know has yeah. health benefits I'm pretty that,
0: sure they probably use it in Botox or something like. I'm like I'm pretty sure you could use that as a cleanser. Like i like at it like I definitely wouldn't imagine they'd give that to you in a spa as some sort of thing where they were like, yeah, this will get <laughs> all the d- dirty pores of your nose out or something.
1: I would get an apple cider vinegar Botox treatment cleanse. Oh. I just it's like I'm all up for those buzzwordy things. Just like injected, <laughs> injected wherever you think. I'll let the spa yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The person. Cayenne choose.
0: pepper lip filler. And you're like, ooh.
1: What's <laughs> spicy, <that?" laughs> spicy. Uh, oh, cayenne pepper. Don't even get me started on that. Please don't get me started on that because that's a whole other situation. But this drink, you know, it's just like not pleasant. It's not enjoyable. Um, I think I drank about half of it and then I just lay there like, you know,
0: and was that meant to sort of get as a pick me up for this water yes, fast? that was that sort was of a like treat. a treat that was
1: like to break up the day, you know, get you like tasting something, feeling oh my something. Because water can just get so bland after a while. Um, and I do what? like water. You're joking. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know water is. I'm
0: pretty sure that's a quote from Jesus water can get a bit bland after a while.
1: <laughs> that's why he was turning it all into wine. Um, yeah,
0: he was like, fuck this. I'll get some fermented grape you know what I mean thanks
1: I didn't know Jesus cursed like that but you know you, you learn something new every Listen, day
0: you know what it's a whole conspiracy theory I just think the Bible has been censored and it's just most of it is Jesus cursing <laughs> you know <laughs> the man loved to curse you know
1: I would oh do you think he was like Jesus Christ no that's too far that's too far
0: <laughs> shouting out my own name as a curse is is amazing Grace, like if I just did that every time I felt angry, it would be hilarious. Just say your yeah. full name. Yeah,
1: Connor Fucking Dell. <laughs> yeah.
0: So that's what that. I
1: said when I fin when I finished my half of that pint glass of fast concoction, and it made me more miserable. It was yeah. not pleasant. Probably hurt my empty stomach. And yeah. do you want to know something, Grace?
0: What?
1: I did not last the full 24 hours. Oh, I
0: couldn't. Make Connor, congratulations. It. You shouldn't last 24 hours on a fucking water fast. Like, congratulations. It was like, uh, I, so like stupid. the fact that you're like, oh, I didn't last 24 hours. You mean of torture? Yeah, of course you didn't last 24 hours of torture. You're not meant to. Like,
1: I can only imagine what was happening biologically in my body at the time. Maybe there was some fat being burned, but I think, like, You know if you've got any um glycogen or insulin stores your sugars your salts all that all those minerals in your body that was all probably just like being depleted so much
0: the thing that it makes you folk like you you know we we talk about like food and this weird this weird actually really kind of toxic relationship a lot of people have with food The one thing that's going to make you focus on that toxic relationship with food even more is taking it away. And I think that's the big thing that actually all of these fad diets do is that they go, we're just going to take away this one food. And then you go, well, then that's the only food I can think about because I know I'm not allowed it. So if you take away all food, of course, every... And we always say time works differently when you're on a diet, time works completely differently because you are just trying to get through the day. You're not living your life, you're not enjoying it, you're just trying to get through it. Like that 24 hours, if you realistically think about it, if you did 24 hours of a water fast, you've wasted 24 hours of your life because all you've been doing is hoping is that 24 hours leaves so that you can get through it.
1: And you'll undo that 24 hours of torture the next day when you- binge on whatever you've been fantasizing about, whether it's healthy food or quote unquote unhealthy food. You're so like imagine, really, you, imagine
0: you're like, I've never had a glass of water since. Hate it. Won't touch the stuff.
1: Well I no. was just thinking that. I, I spent a lot of the time lying on the couch, you know, like just like <laughs> just like moping, you know, that day. Yeah. And now when I think about that couch, I do have kind of a flashback to like the sadness of it all. And it's just like <laughs>
0: Can I ask you, did you please pick a day that you didn't have anything on?
1: Oh, totally. Yeah, there was nothing on, thank God. There's no way you could do, there's like, there is zero way. That's the other thing. It's so impractical. There is no way you can like have a normal life, go to work, visit anyone, operate heavy machinery, like driving a car. Like there's no way because you're at risk of like passing out. Well, at least I was. It was probably something to do with like the stuff I had been eating beforehand. You know, if I was eating like, you know, and that's, you know. You're going to come out of like a period of eating like fast food or sugary things and then suddenly have nothing at all. Your body is just going to go, what the hell is going on? So it's just going to probably shut down while you're in the middle of the M50.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Water fast causes pile up on the M50. That's the headline I'm seeing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Have you heard of Jesus Christ? He's the leader of Christianity. He's the son of the Virgin Mary. He's the head honcho of the apostles. But most of all, he's a guy who kept it tight. That's why we created the Bible Diet.
0: Wow, that sounds amazing. What is it? Step one,
1: fast for 40 days and 40 nights. Step two, eat 5,000 loaves and 5,000 fishes. Step three, repeat and keep it tight.
0: Fasting for 40 days? That sounds like it might
1: not be healthy. Whoa! Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. Do you think you know more than Jesus? No, no, I, I'm saying... Uh... As in Jesus of Nazareth. You think you're better than Jesus Christ? No, no, I would never... Then try a Bible diet. Eat like an apostle, and we will see you to your last supper. And that sounds tragic. Choose between our Old Testament or New Testament program today. The Bible diet. What's your experience, Grace, with the old fasting?
0: Yeah, so I, this is, oh my God, like, because I knew, you know, the whole like 5-2 thing is out, as you said, the 16-8, there's all these different types you can do. Um, I basically, I think it was like either last year or a year and a half ago, like basically it, I learned it from a friend of mine in improv. So she was doing five hours, five hours of eating. Okay, okay?
1: five hour window, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, so you get a five hour window where you can eat. Um, and once again, eat what you want. That was the big thing is that you could eat what you want, which really sold it to me because like after obviously years and years of being on really restrictive diets where, um, you know, no chocolate or, you know, just in anything that you really like. It's like, you know, no, you're not allowed to have it. So, If I you thought, like oh my it, God, don't have it. If you like it, don't have it. Um, I was raised Catholic for a reason. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, but like just even the thought of being able to have a sandwich to me was like really good because even like Stop, when I was on yeah. Weight Watchers and All this stuff, like I wouldn't eat sandwiches. I would never have like a carb at lunch. I'd always basically. Sandwiches are
1: the devil's food, Grace.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) We've got a real religious theme this episode. Um, (laughs) But absolutely. Like I'd always, there was always one meal where I wasn't having a carb and that would really affect me. So um, I thought, no, it's so much better to have a five hour window where I could just eat all the carbs. So I basically, what I did in order to get through this. Horrendousness. I would do the exact same thing as you. Oh God, I can sleep eight hours of this. Great. Wake up, skip breakfast. I didn't eat till two o'clock, right? So the reason I didn't eat till two o'clock was because then I could eat till seven. Yeah. And I always had like gigs on or like improv. So I could be like, right, I'll eat till seven. And then like, I'll have a gig afterwards and I'll feel great for it. Getting to two o'clock, because I work at nine to five, like getting to two o'clock, I go into the office It'd just be coffees, waters, Diet Cokes, anything to get to two o'clock.
1: Trips to the bathroom.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, all the diuretics I could get into me. And and like, I feel like it's an episode, you know, like that show 24. Like, I feel like I have that (laughs) timer on and I can hear it where I'm just like, beep, beep. But uh, the one thing I remember so clearly is the preparation for two o'clock because I would be so like, one, I'd be taking really late lunches and work, you know, all this sort of stuff. My, my I always remember like my manager being like, oh, do you, have you still not gone in your lunch? And I'm like, no. And even if there was like a, a dinner or a surprise dinner or something, I'd be like, okay, what time is it? Because if it's like, I'd be getting to the restaurant. And if we got to the restaurant at half six, I'd be like, oh, here, come on, get the, oh, no. get the food on the table because I need get to the eat waiter this To hurry up, Exactly. And all this sort of weird mentality stuff. So if any spontaneity happened, which is the fad dieters like enemy. Achilles spontaneity. heel, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's your Achilles heel is, is spontaneity. Uh, you know, you're like that thing you enjoy in life. Um, so if there was a dinner or anything, I'd have to be like, if they were like, oh, like we're eating at like seven, I'd be like, okay, so I can't eat till three. So it was always this thing. All I remember from that time is, I remember, not to be too, too disgusting, but being really constipated, like gassy. Wow. Because My body was like, oh, here's all this food at once. And actually here's all this like fiber at once. Yeah. And your body's just like, so now I have to deal with nothing. And then just an attack of food. And like, I also was trying to eat fairly healthy. Like I'd have, I made homemade protein balls. I'd have sandwiches. You know, I'd be trying to eat like, no, I wasn't eating like deep fried brie. Yeah, you're not going nuts
1: in that window. Like.
0: So. But I just remember being so, my body just wasn't digesting food properly because it was being attacked with food. And I remember, once again, sweating a lot. <laughs> I just remember in the time where I wasn't eating, having cold sweats. And it was because my body was like, where's the food? Oh my God. <laughs> like, as like, I in like, I would just be like, just like, oh, if I can just get through the next hour I could I could get to the food. Oh now, like, once again, I have heard people talk about intermittent fasting and have great things about it, right? Same. And delighted for you. However, I haven't heard much about those people doing it for long periods of time. It's like they do it, like intermittent fasting, much like paleo and all these things, seem to be a massive craze for a while. And then it's like six months later, you don't hear about it again. I would love to know about a person who's been doing it consistently for like, Two years. Because a lot of the time... Sorry.
1: Sorry, but how long were you doing it for?
0: I think I did it for like three to four weeks. I tried. My sister, my sister is like my number one red flag person. She
1: knows. Okay. She she knows straight away. away. She's like, Grace,
0: like you are... She's like, there's not something that's not right about this. Like you're not... And also like, yeah, I might've lost a little bit of weight, but actually not much. Like it wasn't... There was nothing amazing about it. And... I just didn't feel good. Like I felt really bloated all the time. Like I just felt I just obviously it wasn't sitting with my body properly. And um, yeah, I dunno, like I and also once again, you're just waiting for two o'clock for your life to begin.
1: And you're talking you know about I mean? like working a nine to five job, starting eating at two o'clock, finishing at seven o'clock, and then going out and doing stand-up like at what? Yeah. Stand-ups is like nine, ten o'clock at best. Yeah. Like, you know. So yeah. like, yeah, and then you're going home, like probably absolutely ravenous after a gig, you know.
0: Oh yeah. And like, then
1: it all starts again.
0: I One thing about like particularly the stand-up life or whatever, I would never eat after gigs. Uh, and yeah. regardless of if I was starving or not, I would just get straight into bed and, and wait for the morning. Um, <laughs> Without sleeping,
1: know, just with your eyes open. Yeah, just just, like morning, morning <laughs> will come.
0: Like completely. That... I was definitely pushing my body to do... And also, like, stand-up, it takes an incredible amount of um, adrenaline. Focus. Particularly yeah. if you're, like, emceeing, you're doing it the entire night. With yeah. stand-up, once again, you're you're getting huge spikes of adrenaline for, like, maybe 20 minutes of performing if you're headlining. Mostly it's, like, seven, eight minutes. Um, but after that you really do have a come down a lot of people stand-ups will either drink afterwards or like eat afterwards because you know you have a big come down your body and also sometimes you'd be so nervous or you just have a lot of adrenaline you didn't realize you were hungry before so like that would be a big thing where actually sometimes I would have like a lunch at two o'clock and then I'd finish work at five half five and I'd sort of like not be that hungry and then it was like at half six I'd be like oh no I better So then I would ram as much food in as possible because I'd be so worried that I'd get hungry later. So like, that's what I mean about my body probably being a bit like, not being able to digest food properly because it was like, what is going on here? Like.
1: And you started with a five hour window. That was from day one. You were like, I'm doing five hours. yeah, always a
0: five hour window. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like that's, that's so intense. Like, you know, for, for, for any stage, but particularly, you know, from starting off. And I think one of the things that happens on any diet and even with fasting, you know, maybe you will see results in the first few days or first few weeks, but inevitably your body catches up, your body catches up and then goes, oh, so I can only put on weight in the five or, you know, in in that five hour window. So whether it's going into starvation mode or famine mode or whatever you want to call it, it's going, oh, I'm only getting this food in this five hour window. So better hold on to it, which turns into (laughs) excess weight.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And do you know what as well? It's just calorie counting again. What, exactly. are, what like fasting is literally tricking your body into being like yeah you can eat whatever you want through this five hour window but we're going to bet you probably won't eat a full day's food in that five hour yes. window and actually it was kind of hard to do that because you still had life like I still had I still had to work like I might have an hour lunch but like I still had to work and like get to somewhere and walk to somewhere and like you're not going to just have food magically in front of you so all it is really is trying to cut your calories but in a different way Um and realistically how long term is that and also like just for the lack of crack for most hours of your day mother of god you know
1: straight off the scales my first problem with intermittent fasting is every time it's suggested for a cure-all for weight loss The person or doctor or dietitian recommending it gives zero mention or consideration to a person's history with disordered eating, particularly around emotional eating. So, for example, if you're a top athlete or model with extreme self-discipline around food and exercise and you want to experiment with intermittent fasting to enhance your physical performance, then it'll probably make you even fitter and even sexier. But... If you're struggling with disordered eating, health issues, and an eternally rising BMI, like the average person who'll buy into something like IF or OMAD or 16.8, then chances are you'll be driven mad by forcing your body to starve for something like this. So there it is right there. Like that's yeah. the fine print that they never tell you in these articles about. It's like, yeah. if you are actually struggling with a major weight problem, do not try this please yeah. do not try this like if you have issues around like binge eating and emotional eating do not try this yeah. if you're an athlete or model who needs to like cut weight for you know a beach season or whatever you want to call it
0: beach then don't season. <laughs> that's what all the athletes are Mo Farah is worried about beach season <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. hear oh, like, ah, now it's coming up to June like I can't be going on the beach like this
1: They ne- they never worry about beach season they live for beach season oh, they're the yeah. reason beach season is the bane of our existence and the other aspect of it is the kind of ancestral side of it you know people are always citing our ancestors and hunter-gatherers and these weight loss studies and it actually really pisses me off because <laughs> those hunter-gatherers lived thousands of years ago in a completely yeah. different climate society and they had they also had a shockingly low life expectancy. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I was like gonna people, say, didn't
0: they die at like thirty? Like, <laughs> oh, if, if if even
1: like thirty was like old age. Like, so yeah. and we're so we're talking. They lived at decades at best. So yeah, maybe they were totally ripped and like weren't like suffering from like weight related issues. But that, like that, I don't want to be like them. <laughs> you know,
0: like. But I also just think I'm like, yeah, like you know, and they bring out these studies of people in their sixties are more likely to have you know, her, and I'm like, yeah, we like we're the longest living we've ever lived. So of course, we're going to have issues that we haven't come across before in many ways. Like I'm not saying it's our lifestyles are perfect, but I'm also saying like, yeah, these guys back in the day, like got to like 30 and then they died and they like 30 was like you are 100. So maybe we are just seeing things for the first time because we haven't gotten to this age before and we just probably were never built this way. So, you know, we're doing pretty well, lads, considering, you know,
1: I think so. I think so. Um, I
0: have some cons here as well, but do you want to finish?
1: Yeah, they're just want to finish this. one. One little kind of thing I read on WebMD was about rewarding, right? So yeah. what they said was people are likely to want to reward themselves after doing some form of hard work. So yeah. eating is the obvious thing. You know, the way they say you should never go shopping on an empty stomach because yeah. your starved brain will just pick out everything that looks tasty and you'll binge it all later. Yeah. That's what fasting is for people who overeat in the first place. You starve yeah. yourself and then go, oh, I did such a good job. Let's go have a deep fried pizza.
0: <laughs> Connor, is that what you did after the water fast?
1: That's what I had for breakfast this morning.
0: <laughs> a deep fried pizza. Um, oh, completely. And also, you know, like this old reward thing, it's just a natural human instinct to reward yourself whether it's with retail beauty um food alcohol drugs like uh, you know of all the things like we reward ourselves all the time everyone has something that they all of the above that's actually what my evening after this recording (laughs) is (laughs) all of all of the above gonna get drugged up and shop on amazon (laughs) yeah (laughs) just ordering some heroin off amazon um (laughs) I have a little con list. I'm going to run through it very, very quickly. You've Amazing. kind of touched on it before. These were a number of articles found from Harvard's health website and the New York Times. And um, the cons are brought by brought to you by Charlie Charlie Seltzer. Great second name, and I hope he keeps doing. I think up I've heard this of this
1: Seltzer gentlemen. Oh. <laughs> or female.
0: Oh, and or, um, and or. no, it's Charlie. I'm pretty sure it's a dude. Um, MD weight loss Bro. physician and certified personal trainer. And then along with him, Barbie Bowles, also a great name, uh, a registered Brilliant. dietitian. They sort of brought these, this article together. Essentially, they said um, people who should not consider intermittent fasting are folks with diabetes and other metabolic disorders. People wow. taking medications that require food. Um, anyone with a history of disordered eating. <laughs> women who are pregnant or trying to conceive and children and teenagers. Now, I'm just going to put it out there. If that's the list of people who shouldn't be on it, that's a fair list. You know what I mean? That that's a is a pretty big bulk.
1: That is a big list. The only people who weren't on that list were Hugh Jackman. <laughs> that was the only person who wasn't on that it list.
0: <laughs> Hugh Jackman's like I am none of those people I am so therefore it's fine go and you know what's so funny even the fact that it's so funny that he is known for intermittent fasting for the role in a film called Les Miserables which is literally (sighs) the miserable
1: and they're all (laughs) starving in that film they're all poor and starving
0: I just think he was like well listen I am like he was method acting and he's like if the film's called the miserable I'm going to be miserable Miserables myself and Method intermittent acting. fast. Um, a few very uh, quick things. Um, number one, you might feel way hungrier. Was uh, very obviously, obviously, <laughs> no <thing>. shit,
1: Sherlock. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, just a very obvious thing. You're very you're eating in very short window, um, and the. I like your man Seltzer basically said, um, it shouldn't be a free pass for all you can eat buffet, which right, I think for go. a lot of people with binge eating tendencies it is. Uh, number two, you might feel sick or fatigued in the morning, especially if you work out first thing. Um, so a lot of people are into morning workouts, and a lot of people don't eat before a workout in the morning. Um I actually if I did any workouts in the morning, I'd eat after. If you haven't eaten, obviously. For a a really long time beforehand, you've had your sleep, but if you've also been fasting and you stopped eating at say six o'clock the night before, you're gonna really feel that you don't whatever energy you're using, you know what I mean. You're gonna have to really dig deep for. And number three, fasting diets are rigid and rule based. We talked about this. I love a rule. I love me a bit of a pattern. I do, um, but obviously it doesn't allow for spontaneity and. It, let's just say, if you're on if you're on intermittent fasting, you're no crack at a dinner party. Um, number four, it doesn't always play nice with other diets. Some people do that double diet thing, particularly with intermittent fasting. Oh, totally. So, um, you know, like um, basically they might be on another plan where they're like only eating, eating like lean protein and vegetables while also doing intermittent fasting will lead to a lot of fatigue. Um, and then okay. you may also deal with low blood sugar. Uh, once again, diabetes, diabetics should be going near intermittent fasting, essentially. And I um, have heard
1: it being recommended specifically from people around reversing your diabetes. You, you are know, joking. I absolutely have heard that, how intermittent fasting can cure a whole range of medical problems, oh, including stop. diabetes. So it's just so, such mixed messages out there.
0: But like cured, do you know when you're like even like obviously they mean type two, type one is yes, you're getting. type one is incurable, yeah. But like you don't know anything about this person. Do you know, I, I, yeah, yeah, anyway, like I always just think like always look at maybe who's telling you about this and where they're getting their money from. Um,
1: you mean the YouTube influencer might not have up to date science?
0: Connor, I know it's crazy, but the YouTube influencer. So they've got influencer, like 50,000 followers. Yeah, but like Connor, I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds nuts, and I I hate like I feel like I'm saying the wrong thing here, but maybe the influencer has ulterior motives or is getting money to be t- telling you this. You know what I mean? I don't know. Listen, I don't want to paint them all with a, with one brush, but um, but please don't listen to them. Uh, the, we'll research, to to six, <laughs> the research number <laughs> six. Number six, the research is minimal. Um, we all know the internet. Influencers is full of so-called health claims made by experts. This is an inverted commas about the best diets. Connor. you're going to be devastated by this. Um, And while the field of research on intermittent fasting isn't empty, Bowles is hesitant to jump on the bandwagon based on what she's seen so far. Despite a deluge of articles citing studies, solid evidence in support of intermittent fasting as a superior approach to eating just isn't there yet, she says. Um, There was one study she was referring to, um, Example 2018 study published um, in Nutrition and Healthy Aging showed weight loss results after 12 weeks of the 16-8 intermittent fasting, but the sample size was only of 23 people. Okay, right. A study, uh, and that's also like not long-term. So once again, how, that's how a many short weeks term, was it? 12 weeks. Wow,
1: those poor people. I know <laughs> 23 very miserable people.
0: Oh, if one of you are out there listening, I hope you're okay. Um. A 2017 study in the JAMA Internal Medicine Journal showed that a fasting group of 100 participants lost weight over a 12 month period than a non-dieting group, but not more than a group that cut calories overall. So the same thing of like basically a person who's like cutting calories is kind of getting the same results like as a person intermittent fasting.
1: And does it say anything about the numbers that they lost, how much they lost or anything like that? No.
0: No, the only reason and that's I say that is thing. because
1: so yeah. many of these weight loss studies that will say, "Oh, the control group who did intermittent fasting or low calorie or whatever the 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 idea is, they lost weight, and then the group that didn't do this thing didn't lose weight." But then when you look at the figures, it will be like each person lost two pounds over the space yeah. of three months, and you're so yeah. technically yes, they did lose weight, yeah. but that could have been from Bloody anything, you know, any factor yeah, in those. Yeah, yeah, the three yeah totally. Months, so. As
0: in, I once again would also look at women in studies. I could be weighed, yes, um, and fluctuates week before so much. Uh, on my, my week before, like, um, on my menstrual cycle. I could be weighed at a certain yeah. time in my menstrual cycle. A week later, I will show four pounds loss, and that is because of water weight that I had during that period. Um, so like, they're gonna include that in a report in a study, you know what I mean? Um, so, number seven, it doesn't help your create mindful eating habits. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... The, the eating you're probably doing when you finish your fasting is mindless eating. It's not eating that you're like very... You're like, oh, I'm going to enjoy every bite. You're probably just trying to get... Shove as much food into your gob as you, as you can. Um, and number eight, you can take it too far. Um, no diet is sustainable if you're unable to adapt it into your lifestyle. Um, basically... You know, doctors so that's going out for that,
1: meals, that's birthday parties, that's yeah. having breakfast with your family, you know, all of that's yeah. out the window.
0: And I always think as well, like I always think of some parents who might be on these diets, you know, particularly women who've like, you know, their bodies have changed after pregnancy. And I am always Absolutely. like, God, like, it must be mad that your kids might never see you eat or might never share a meal with you. A normal meal, with, not normal, but you know what I mean? Like a share mm-hmm. a meal that they're also eating with you, because mm-hmm. if you're on these diets all the time... It's a really odd thing if your parents aren't like actually eating the same way you are and you pick up eating habits from your parents, like, you know, at, at home and stuff like that as well. Um, but yeah, it's like, basically. It's
1: like, uh, it's like, mom, when do you eat food between the hours of 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. <laughs> and, and never on Sundays. Good night. Only
0: when the tide is high and the moon is low. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, that's it. That's my diet. Yeah. I go by, I go by the moon cycle oh
1: the moon diet okay maybe I should try yeah. that
0: yeah when the moon is red when there's a total eclipse I can eat what I want now that happens about once every hundred years but <laughs> my god what a day <laughs> what a day
1: okay so now it's time for our diet news of the week we've got a very interesting story one that uh, touched me in very inappropriate ways where did it um, touch you, Connor <laughs> So I don't know if you came across this, Grace, but you're a comedian and this is a story about... You said that uh, like it was
0: a question. You're a comedian. (laughs) You're
1: a comedian, right? (laughs) You're funny, aren't you? Tell us a joke. Uh, But Britain's funniest comedian, Michael McIntyre, pause for applause, uh, recently lost one stone in a week after being starved at a grueling weight loss clinic. Did you hear about this? no have you seen this you heard about this i'm like jay leno here yeah (laughs) so (laughs) this piece of this piece of diet news has been reported in various ways on various internet rags right Okay. and this is the thing that really got me about this uh and see if you can uh see if you if you agree with this right so one outlet said and this is again what really bothered me one outlet said michael mcintyre reveals the secret to his 14 pound weight loss that's the headline. But when okay. you click into the article, the headline says, Michael McIntyre reveals the secret to his dangerous 14 pound weight loss.
0: Jesus.
1: So they happen to leave out the word dangerous in the thumbnail, in the headline. So you go, oh, yeah, uh, 14 pound weight loss. You go into it and then it goes, oh, by the way, it's dangerous. But now that you're here, why don't you read the article? <laughs> but
0: now that you're here, why don't you try it? You know? Why don't you
1: try it, fatty? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt they were talking to me anyway. Um, I'm not bitter at all, I swear. Uh, So comedian Michael McIntyre and his friend Paul Tonkinson, who I haven't heard of, but I'm sure is a lovely gent altogether, went to a clinic in Austria to lose weight. Grace, I can hear you clicking. It sounds like you're looking up this uh, clinic. No, I swear to God,
0: I'm going to stay away from it. I'm going to stay away from it. I want to hear from your lips.
1: Can you get flights to Austria right now? Um, Okay, so they both left the facility after one week. Of being starved on soup Jeez. and crackers and drinking Epsom salts first thing each morning.
0: What? So, the thing so I for, bathe in.
1: I, I thought you're only supposed to bathe in Epsom salts, but apparently every morning they would wake up, they would drink this solution of Epsom salts, which I thought, again, was for bathing. And, the, you know, apparently at the same time every day, like, you know, a hundred people or whoever, however many people were on the, di- on the retreat would all be running to the bathroom at the same time, because I'm guessing this Epsom salts is just Jesus. like, you know, a, a red flag in your digestive system that says evacuate. So Michael McIntyre said in his own words, the clinic was for wealthy fat people and it cost 2k per week. And his friend, Jesus. Paul Tonkinson, lost 20 pounds in the week and nearly died what he nearly died (laughs) jesus (laughs) and he said that basically um, they were just they were having such a horrible time they were absolutely miserable depressed dying and he said the minute i said to paul i think we need to leave your man paul broke down in tears crying he was so happy to be getting out of there it just sounds like an absolute torture camp what
0: is going on
1: and do you want to know what comes at the end of this sensationalist article about his controversial weight loss? Yeah. An And yeah. ad for his new show that's been virtually done in lockdown. Oh, really? So it's just like, oh, you hair. know, let's hook him with a weight loss story yeah. and then let's sell him on, maybe we can sell them on this clinic if we want, but really, you know, let's promote Michael McIntyre's like new stand up thing.
0: My God. Like, essentially, you're paying two grand for someone to treat you like a prisoner. Or, like, to someone to torture you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, to go. But, you know what I mean? Like, as in, like, you know, when you hear about, like, the prisons, I don't know, once again, from Les Miserables, uh, imagine they're just uh, everything is from that musical. Hugh Jackman. We actually took the diet. (laughs) Hugh
1: Jackman is the camp counselor. (laughs) And he sings all of the dietary instructions. (laughs)
0: They're all just like, and for this morning, Epsom salts and Epsom salts again. I don't really actually know the musical that well, but I'm pretty sure that was pretty close. I think that sounds um,
1: wonderful. I would watch that. Epsom salts, that the musical. That
0: is nuts. I, Epsom salts and crackers. And, like that's like essentially as well. You know, people used to go on pilgrimages and what they would have. Yes. Now, pilgrimages would be like two days, three days. It wasn't like a huge amount of time, but they'd be on black tea and like stale bread.
1: Like soup. soup and crackers is what they give you in like a soup kitchen, you know, yeah, like for like exactly. homeless people. It's like pretty cheap food. So you're paying two grand. I mean, I'm assuming there's some sort of medical supervision or uh, I don't well, know. Like, I don't I know. Assuming, if your man's like, I felt generous. like I nearly
0: died. If your man's like, I felt <laughs> like I nearly died. <laughs> but they brought me how much back. Medical... It's fine.
1: They brought me back. CPR.
0: <laughs> but did he die? No. So what's the problem?
1: They say the soul weighs seven pounds. So, you know, when that left my body, that just really (laughs) helped me out.
0: That is. And you know what's so weird is to think that like in the world, like, you know, that wealthy people are paying people to starve them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like our our relationship with food is so twisted that there are people out there who genuinely are in need of food or good quality food or nutritional food. And then you have really wealthy people going (sighs) to a camp in Austria, which I'm not going to lie dodgy you enough know, yeah I mean? actually so I, I never like,
1: put that together
0: yeah because I, I was about to go I was
1: about it's to go, a happy camp
0: <laughs> i was about to go oh this that's the worst thing i've heard about austria and then i was like no actually that's oh yeah definitely not the worst thing i've heard about austria <laughs> like there's definitely been worse things to come out of austria but you know like it's just ai don't know i wonder Tell if me what, more about austria <laughs> well hitler was born there yeah <laughs> that's what I'm saying I can't I can't like go oh that's the worst thing to come out of Austria because Hitler was born there
1: it's 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 reflective it's reflective of you know the abundance of food and privilege that we like to say we have to pay someone an absorbent amount of money to starve us you know when there are people starving out there
0: yeah and I think it's just something really sad about the fact that Michael McIntyre is obviously an incredibly hardworking person. Listen, as you said, the best comedian of all time. Our producer Darren Lee totally agrees. He loves, Darren Lee loves Michael McIntyre. I just want to say our that Our producer Darren times. Lee,
1: he has a poster of Michael McIntyre and it says, hang in there. It's Yeah, so <laughs>
0: Darren Lee, our producer, absolutely <laughs> adores Michael McIntyre. Okay. And I think he would agree that Michael McIntyre works, uh, you know, like, re- re- regardless. He's earned of you, every like, penny. He's earned He's every penny of that penny.
1: money. <laughs> uh, Darren has funded most of his uh, weight loss retreats anyway. So,
0: Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, we're paying for the show off money that Darren has saved from not buying tickets to Michael McIntyre this year. But um, whether you're a fan of him or not, he obviously is a very hardworking man. Sure. Very sad to see someone who's worked so hard in their career not be able to actually enjoy the fruits of their labour, which are maybe... Every so often having some nice food. Like this weird thing that we're like, oh, I need someone to take me out of my nice life or privileged life Punishment. and take everything away from me because I can't control myself. And it's like, it's really sad because I've been there. I've been like, oh God, I wish someone would just make all the decisions for me. When actually, Same. if you kind of and I'm at that stage now, which is nice, I'm getting a better relationship with food, where I'm like, if I if I want something, I'm gonna have it. And actually that has led to a lot of freedom, and it's just sad that Michael McIntyre can't seem to actually enjoy his relationship with food, and to do something so extreme. And we've all been there. I'm not judging him. Like I think if I had the money at one point in my life, I would have done this. Do you know what I mean? Like crazy as it is.
1: We've all we've all had that exact thing as well. Just like yeah. oh, I wish I could go somewhere. It's like rehab. It's like yeah. it's Like I'm not trying to take the weight out of people who are on rehab for drugs or alcohol because. When you're in that situation, you feel like you're at the end of the rope yeah. and you're like, yeah, I wish I could just go somewhere where the temptations weren't there. You know, yeah. where um, it was just it, everything's so much simpler. But the reality of it, it is it's such a taxing thing on your body and, you know, it's dangerous and unhealthy. And also
0: like how, how, what, how, I would like to think like what would have pushed Michael McIntyre? Like, and I think people don't take sure. it seriously, food issues that people have. What does it take for someone to go, oh, actually, you know what? I need to be taken away from my life, my family, from my loved ones and into this sort of weird food gulag or whatever the hell it was. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, but that's what I mean. Like, it's taking this sort of stuff seriously. People do take, I think, alcohol and um, drugs seriously now, which is great, as they should. But food issues actually aren't taken as seriously. But for someone to be pushed to this level to pay two grand for something like this and someone to be like, oh, I nearly died... And yet people will still applaud it because like, it's like, oh, well, you push your body to the absolute limit. And yeah, in fact, let's make a
1: TV show about it. Like, you know, uh, and there's many of those. Um, But that is our Diet News for the week.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of Fag Camp brought to you by Grace Mulvey, Connor Dowling and producer and sound engineer extraordinaire Darren Lee.
1: With new episodes released every two weeks, you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you choose to listen to your podcasts.
0: If you want to get in touch with the show, email us at fadcamppodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com or find us on Instagram and Twitter at fadcamppodcast.